The Islanders allow three goals in 32 seconds and fall to the Blues. Plus, Lula Morello still believes in the core. What does that mean for this team? All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. You can follow the show on X at Locked on Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on X at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's great to talk Islanders hockey with you game time, or any time. And oh, by the way, almost forgot, if you want to have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like to discuss on a future episode, email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to discuss whatever that is on your mind on the show. And uh, we'll mention you if, uh, if we do, if you leave that information, first name and where you're from. All right. Tough loss for the New York Islanders. They fall to the St. Louis Blues 4 to nothing. And I'm not going to sit here and defend this team terribly much. I am going to say this. They played better than the final score indicated. But, and it's a big but, when you don't When you don't play a full 60 minutes, you're going to lose, especially when your team is not one of the most talented teams in the league. It only took 32 seconds for the Islanders to lose this game. 32 seconds in the second period. Brandon Saad scores on the power play, and then Pavel Buchnevich scores twice. And all of a sudden, it's 3-0, and the game is over. And Patrick Waugh took the timeout again, tried to slow things down after the second goal. Obviously, this time, it did not work. And, you know, you look at the numbers from this game, final shots on goal. Islanders, 38. uh, Blues, 25. You would think that the Islanders were 
the better team. And, you know, from portions of this game, they were. But we saw too many of the same problems, even if they were only for a few minutes of this game, the fact that they played so badly in just in those 32 seconds, for example, they're not good enough to overcome that. Not against a quality opponent like the St. Louis Blues. Because in those 32 seconds, we saw the penalty kill not get the job done again. And on all three goals, we saw the same thing. This team did not play sound positional defense. They were out of position. They were retreating. They chased the puck a little bit and left somebody unattended in front of the goal and with a wide open shot. Out of the three goals that Semyon Varlamov allowed, you know how many I think were his fault? That I would say, oh, Varley didn't play well. That was a soft goal. None. Patrick Waugh. I, I, I think he took the time out at the right time. It didn't work, but I think he did the right thing. And, you know, he pulled the goalie with 11 minutes left in the game, down three to try to create a power play. Empty net goal, Buchnevich gets the hat trick, and the Islanders lose four to nothing. But again, it's the poor penalty killing. It's the defensive breakdowns. And they're not just sort of little breakdowns. They're big breakdowns, and the Blues took full advantage. And then look at look at these statistics, okay? This is crazy. Brock Nelson, Matthew Barzal, Bo Horvat, Kyle Palmieri. Five shots on goal each. Cal Clutterbuck, Simon Holmstrom, Kyle McLean, who was in for the injured Casey Sezikis, Oliver Wallstrom, and Matt Martin. No shots on goal. You have 12 forwards on the ice. Five of them, that's almost half, had no shots on goal. None. Zero. And yet the team still had 38. But if ever there is a a statistic that explains the lack of scoring depth and talent on this team, that's it. Five of your 12 forwards. And again, you know, Clutterbuck, McLean, Martin, I'm not expecting a lot of offense from them. Any offense you get from them is a bonus. Holmstrom had a scoring chance. Wallstrom can't go through a game with no shots and two penalty minutes. That's just not going to do it. And the power play, another thing that we've seen all season Uh, Well, not so much all season, but too frequently. Recently, power play doesn't come up. You know, the, the referees called a lot of penalties against both teams. Islanders did not cash in on any of their power plays. You get one power play goal, especially in the first 40 minutes of this game, and it's three to one instead of three to nothing. It's a little bit different in the third period, I can assure you of that. This team, just the the same problems do keep coming up. Now, for the other 50, you know, eight minutes, 
and change or 59 minutes and 28 seconds if you want to get technical. The Islanders did play better hockey than they did for the most part under Lane Lambert. They are making progress in certain areas. They only allowed 25 shots on goal, and one of those was an empty netter. That's not bad team defense, but the breakdowns were so bad. And Barzal and Horvat, minus three. Polak, Pelik, minus two. It's just not going to get the job done when your best players are on ice giving up goals and nobody is scoring any. So, overall, look, Varley was fine. He wasn't spectacular. He, he did what he had to do. He played well enough to give his team a chance to keep them in the game. Bet Binnington played very well, but as many shots as the Islanders had, not enough of them were really high danger. Only, you know, there were some, but they got to finish. This team doesn't have finishers, or at least not enough of them. And it's frustrating as heck, to say the least, to watch this team outplay the Blues for long stretches of this game, probably for most of this game, but they just don't have the horses to finish. They have the breakdowns, the penalty kill, the power play. It's the same reason, time after time, that this team is not winning hockey games, and they have to be better. As for our hero and goat of the game, I mean, the, the goat of the game has to be those 32 seconds, those defensive breakdowns. And I think all five players on the ice, before in the case of the power play goal, uh, were responsible for that. And, you know, was there a hero of the game? Is there anybody out there who you could say, oh, yeah, they, they just did really, really well? I, I can't point to anybody. You know what? Uh, boy, it, it is hard. It is hard to pick. I'm going to go with J.G. Pajot, who was even in plus-minus and won 11 out of 18 face-offs. I know that's weak, I know there, but there's no real hero out there for this team in this game, so I'm sort of sticking with that choice because this team just didn't get it done. Now, we have got a lot more to discuss on today's show, and, you know, Lou Lamorello had a little press conference earlier on Thursday, and what he said, I think, was very telling and very frustrating for a lot of Islander fans. We'll break that down. We'll preview Saturday's game against the Lightning. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, somebody who was a player, an assistant coach, a head coach, did everything but sell popcorn, I think, for the New York Islanders over the years. And he had an assist on the most famous goal in Islanders history. Let's see if you can guess who that is, we've got all that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with quality candidates fast. And you can join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and show our support by saying you heard it here. You heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. Lou Lamorello our fearless leader, addressed the media and what he said is going to be upsetting, I think, to a lot of people who, uh, who are Islander fans who are frustrated with the direction of this team. And Lamorello basically said that he'd be willing to, you know, he's still looking to kind of add to this team, that he believes in the core and he's still looking to add. And here's the quote. You look at what it is that you can do to make the team better. It's a difficult question to answer until something came about. No such thing as no one will be traded. So he's, you know, saying anyone out there could be dealt. And I don't look at that and say that to say everybody's available. That's not the case. I hate when people ask that question. Who isn't available that's a very difficult question. But basically, he said he still believes in this core. Otherwise, he wouldn't have made the coaching change. He says, uh, I think exactly what I hoped Patrick would bring, knowing him and his coaching style and how he thinks is accountability. I think we had to get more of our fundamentals. If I use that expression, done right all the time, I think that had slipped somewhat. If I didn't think and believe in the group, you wouldn't make a coaching change. I believe in the group. I feel that. But we have to play to our capabilities like any other team. And I think you have to be very careful even when you answer a question you get taken out of context. But here's the quote that I found most telling from Lou Lamorello. All you have to do is look at the history of the playoffs. Look at the history of who wins. I can go back to my past where we had success, where we just about made it into the playoffs and went on where somebody never expected anything to happen. You get on a roll, you feel good about yourself, you have confidence and all the parts are going, that's all it takes. Here's the bottom line. What that last quote from Lou Lamorello means is that Lou Lamorello is going to chase eighth place in the conference for that final playoff spot and sacrifice or is willing to, and that's what he's done over the years, to just squeak into the playoffs and then hope that the Islanders get on a roll. 
And look, I'm not going to deny the fact that he's right that, you know, eighth seeds sometimes do win the cup. But if you want to maximize your chances, you're not going to be the eighth seed. And over the long run, sacrificing four straight first-round picks in a row to get seventh or eighth place in the conference and have that little slight chance of going on that roll, it makes less and less sense with this core group because of their age, because so many of them are starting to decline or have declined as far as their level of play is concerned. Look, I respect Lou Lamorello. He's in the Hall of Fame. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But I think this approach, for the long run, is misguided. Because what's going to happen? You may or may not get eighth place. You may or may not win a round. Because, let's face it, if the Islanders make the playoffs, they're going to be a wild card almost, you know, certainly. And they will not be favored in any round they play in. Out of all the opponents, the other 15 playoff teams, the Islanders will most likely not be favored against any of them. And, yeah, theoretically, it's possible you get hot at the right time. But this team, the way they're playing, with the lack of scoring depth, the lack of offensive finishers, the lack of speed, the the breakdowns defensively, the terrible penalty kill. That's a lot of things that would have to all of a sudden start clicking for this particular team to go on a long run. And you're sacrificing your long-term outlook because four straight first-round picks hurts the prospect pool. The prospect pool, as everydayers know, is has been ranked at or near the bottom of the league by numerous different experts. You heard Hadi Kalakesh of Locked On NHL Prospects describe the Islanders' prospect pool as a puddle. The Athletic ranked the Islanders dead last out of 32 teams when l- l- listing their prospects. Bridgeport, their AHL farm club, at the bottom of the standings in their division and at or near, depending on when in the season you ask, the bottom of the standings in the entire AHL. Ask most experts how many NHL-ready prospects the Islanders have. You're talking about a short list, and the players on that list are largely considered third-pair defensemen or seventh defensemen or bottom six forwards at best, mostly fourth liners or, you know, black aces, guys who are going to be in the press box unless someone else gets hurt. This team, as it's put together, with there is a core here that you can build around, but there's too many players who are on the downside of their career, and there are too many weaknesses of this club to realistically think that, this team can go on a long playoff run if they even make the playoffs. So let's face it, what Lou Lamorello is hoping for is that this team will suddenly find itself in the last 25 games or so and then, you know, 
find itself even more in the playoffs against tougher competition, it's like rolling a 12 on dice two or three times in a row. Could it happen? Yes. Is it likely to happen? No. And it is better, in my opinion, for the long-term health of this hockey team and this organization to identify your core five or six players and then start moving out some veterans who are on the downside of their career and start retooling this team, you've got a great goalie in Ilya Sorokin, even though he's not having his best year. You've got a great goalie in Sorokin. You've got Horvat and Barzal and Dobson and Romanov and, you know, Nelson, if you keep him, you've got a bunch of players you can build around, but you got to make the overall franchise better. And what Lou is doing is, hoping for a low-chance event to take place and sacrificing what could be three, four, five years of really bad hockey because there's nothing left to replace these players as they get older because you've traded away your picks and you've traded away your prospects and you don't have any. It's, it's, a, it's something I just don't think is in the best long-term interests of this team but it is what Lou Lamorello is saying he's going to do. Now, what he actually does at the trade deadline, whether he actually finds a deal he feels is worthwhile, that's a different issue. He may end up doing nothing, or he may just trade away, you know, guys on expiring contracts like Oliver Wallstrom or Sebastian Ajo, who are not playing major roles on this team, who are probably not going to be back next year. So you trade him away now, you get a sixth or seventh or fifth round pick for them, and you move on. You know, he may just do minor moves, but if he's going to trade away another first round pick to try to get this group to the promised land, and when I say the promised land, I mean winning a cup, the odds of it happening are just not good enough to justify what Lou is doing. And I think it's misguided, and it's problematic, and I I hope I'm wrong, but I, I don't think I am. And Lula Amarello is going to cost this team in 2027 and 2028. I'm afraid to think about what this team could look like on the ice. All right, we have got more to get to. Islanders, Lightning, coming up Saturday at the UBS Arena. That's a 2 o'clock Eastern time start. Don't forget, you can hear every minute of that game on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Islanders. You'll hear the Islanders' hometown broadcast, so check that out. Uh, we've got that. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Grocery bills are so expensive these days, but now they don't have to be. Start getting cash back on your grocery shopping with the free Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. Do you love making money but also love having spending money? Well, don't we all? Now you can make money while you spend it every time you shop with Ibotta. It's a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. 
Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, but with Ibotta, you add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKEDONNHL when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back by using code LOCKEDONNHL. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKEDONNHL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. So, Saturday. 2 o'clock Eastern Time, Islanders, Lightning. This is, again, a home game for the Isles, and you can catch every moment of it with the Islanders' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just go to the SXM app and do a search for Islanders. The Lightning, coming off a 5-3 loss to the Washington Capitals last night. They have now lost three in a row, and in those three games, they have given up eight goals, including nine to Florida, four to Ottawa, and five to Washington. So defensively, this team is struggling. And, you know, when you have Andre Vasilevsky as your goalie, you don't expect your team to be near the bottom of the league in goals against, and yet the Bolts are 27th. They are, however, fifth in goals for. So they can still put the puck in the net. By the way, the goaltender in that last game uh, against the Capitals was Andre Vasilevsky, so maybe backup Jonas Johansson will be in goal. We'll see what the Lightning do. Now, big warning, Islander fans. The Islanders cannot end up in the box. The Bolts have the best power play in the NHL. 30.2% success rate. The Islanders, as we know, the worst penalty kill in the league statistically. If they take three, four, five, six penalties, they are going to be in trouble. And look, you've got Steven Stamkos, you've got Braden Point, you've got Victor Hedman, and you've got Nikita Kucherov. 36 goals in 56 games for Kucherov and 94 points. He is unbelievable. 12 goals. 40 points on the power play. 40 points in 56 games on the power play for Nikita Kucherov. By the way, the penalty kill, 14th, so a little above average for Tampa Bay. We look at the line combinations. Andy Sorelli, Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov. Uh, Kucherov rather, That's the top line. Braden Point, Brandon Hagel, and Mitchell Chafee are the second line with Nick Paul centering Michael Isamont and Connor Sheary on the third line. The fourth line from left to right, Tyler Mott, Luke Glenn-Denning, and Austin Watson. On the blue line, Darren Radish and Victor Hedman, a very solid first pair. Hayden Fleury and Eric Cernak, the second group. And then Emil Martinson-Lielberg and Nick Perbix are the third pair. The goalies, as I mentioned, Andre Vasilevsky, Jonas Johansson, Mikhail Sergachev, 
is on IR. Tanner Janot right now out of the lineup. We'll see. The, this is a situation, when you look at it, where, you know, the Lightning have 65 points right now, even after losing three in a row. And they've played 58 games. The Islanders, on the other hand, have played 56 games, and they have 60 points. you got to win a game like this at home in regulation if you want to have a chance to catch Tampa Bay and fight for the wild card. It's that simple. It is on the table for this Islanders team, and they have to do it now. There is no more margin for error. So let's see if this team can put it all together. They're they're, they're playing better, but it's not showing up on the the win-loss mark, and it's still not good enough because the breakdowns and the problems are still there, and they've got to work them out. All right. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Thursday was the 72nd birthday of original Islander, Lorne Henning. Henning, a native of uh, Melfort, Saskatchewan, second ever draft pick by the Islanders, second round in 1972. Played 63 games for the Islanders that first season and remained with the team through the 80-81 season. Uh, became an assistant coach in 81-82, so he won two Stanley Cups as a player, two as an assistant coach, later was the head coach for the Minnesota North Stars, had an assistant stint, another assistant stint with the Islanders, with the Blackhawks, and then took over as head coach for part of the 2000-2001 season for the Islanders, as well as the 94-95 season, so two different, although less than successful Uh, stints as head coach. Henning, more of a defensive specialist. He had 73 goals and 184 points in 543 career NHL games. Add seven goals, 14 points in 81 playoff games. Again, all of his NHL career played with the Islanders. He assisted on Bob Nystrom's cup-winning goal in 1980. But We're going to look back at one of his better games as an Islander from the regular season, March 1st, 1975, at the Old Barn, which was new back then. The Islanders hosting the California Golden Seals. Seals going with Gary Simmons, the Cobra in goal. Chico Resch, the goalie for the Islanders. Lorne Henning opens the scoring with a shorthanded goal, his fifth of the year, the assist to Dennis Potvan in that one. Henning also assists on a Bob Nystrom goal late in the game. Dave Fortier had the other assist. Islanders beat the Seals by a score of 6-1. to one. Lauren Henning, a goal, an assist. He was a plus two, scored on his only shot. And yeah, the goal was shorthanded. 20 saves for Chico Resch. Islanders Get the win over the Seals by a score of 6-1. to one. Lorne Henning, who did so many things for the Islanders over the years, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every dayers, we will be back on Monday. We'll have our key takeaways uh, from the Islanders' game against Tampa Bay, plus... Uh, We'll preview 
Monday's game in Dallas against the Dallas Stars as the Islanders go on another two-game road trip. So make sure you join us for that. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.